I wonder if you have your... Did I catch you in the middle of dinner? Yeah, you did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can call back. No, I've been waiting all day for this. <laughs> Hold on a second, though. But I, I, do ha- I, I do have to do this. Hold on a second. Yep. Mmm. 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 Oh, that's really good. Hold on a second here. This is this is even better. Oh. Ah. Yeah, I'm actually enjoying dinner with our Fedora Chronicles dinnerware that you can buy yourself at Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. 12% of every purchase goes to keeping this podcast on the air and me out of jail. Ah. <laughs> Now that is a good scotch and soda. There you go. There you go. So there you go. I'm I'm on a hibatical from alcohol because what? So it's it's just for a few days, just for a few days because Mountain Jams is this weekend. So I'm I'm, I took Friday off. Going to drive out there to uh, DeFay's Dude Ranch. There's be ten bands, one of which I'm in. There'll be. Very, very, very much alcohol to be had. So give my liver a rest before I go and punish it like that. Your liver is in training. <laughs> it's in preparation. We should call your liver Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Rocky, you can't take a beating like that. <laughs> I could do it. I could do it. Uh, Adrian, Adrian, <laughs> I, I did right, so yeah. so what's this? I hear we got in trouble. So what we do so now? A, a while ago, and, and by the way, the weather is perfect, so you might hear some cars driving by. And for okay. for our listeners, the title of this episode, and wouldn't it be nice if I had the window open here? The Deacon of Diesel Punk versus the Vermin of Deuteronomy. Jason Cousineau and Eric Render King Fisk discuss some of the blowback from the episode What Does It Mean to Be a Man? The Upside Down Twisted Logic of Toxic Christianity Using Religion of Peace as a Cudgel for Hate and Catching Up on the World of Archaeology. All this and more coming up next on the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show with Jason Cousineau. So, we did this episode. Yeah. Knowing full well that it was going to cause controversy. I knew it and you knew it. We picked the title specifically to prove a point. The title of that episode was, What Does It Mean to Be a Man? Let's make sure that I actually have the title correct because we've done so many episodes. I want to make sure, what does it take to be a man? That was the name of the episode. Yeah, I remember. And we were we were talking about toxic masculinity, why it's not okay to bully, and what does it actually mean to be a man? It and going beyond having male gonads, right? Okay, because other than the physical things, other than the physical things, and one of the things that I have noticed is that the minute you bring up the topic. What does it mean to be a man? People tend to lose their mind. Just the mere topic, what does it mean to be a man, makes people nervous. And and I talked to Carol about some of the blowback that we have received on 
the the diesel punk group that I help moderate. And you can go and find it yourself. Facebook.com slash groups slash diesel punk division. And one of the things that somebody had said, and I'm just going to scroll here and I'm a shout out to Jamie Dungan, because I think that we came to a, a meeting of the minds because I actually had to explain to Jamie what our episode was actually about. Mm-hmm. And Jamie said, sociological balderdash is not what I expected to see in this group. Now, I preface this by saying that you and I self-identify as jazz hero aficionados or 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 deco punks or diesel punks. One of those, I guess, because right. we, we are aficionados of the jazz age. Absolutely. The idea that two men who self-identify as diesel punks having a conversation about what it means to be a man absolutely belongs in the diesel punk group. It absolutely oh, yeah. belongs there. Okay. Uh, let me think here. So you're talking about jazz era, jazz era aficionados talking about yeah. what it is to be a man. And the number of people who are in this group are like 26,000 people. Yeah. There's a reason why men and women, but mostly men, gravitate towards diesel punk. Yeah. There's something about being a man back in the 20th century, the 20s, 30s, 40s, and maybe the 50s, that is really attractive to us. And we want to emulate the greatest generation, our grandfather's generation or our great-grandfather's generation. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now... You bring up the topic of masculinity and automatically people somehow think the worst. There's no question about that. And there's no real it's not a somehow, actually. It's third wave feminism, otherwise known as misandry movement. Talk about that for a minute. What, what does that mean? Misandry is to men what misogyny is to women. It is the unexplained hatred of all things male and masculine, otherwise known as third wave feminism. Third wave feminists have nothing to fight for. Women have equal rights. In spite of all of the stories that third wave feminists tell you, there is no wage gap between men and women. And any serious economist who does not have a political axe to grind has disproven this many times over, right? Um, they have the right to vote. They have the right to own property. They have all of the same rights. They have reached social equality with men. So third wave feminists have nothing to strive for, nothing to fight for. So now they want payback. These are the people who will say th- things that are just as sexist and racist as were said by people, by men back in the 1920s and 1860s and all this other crap, right? So that's where it's coming from. These people have sold, been sold a bill of goods by misandrists dressing themselves up as feminists, and they're not. Feminism is about equality. Third wave feminists are about putting the man down, literally, in some cases. You're not wrong. And it's a phenomenon that I have noticed. Yeah. Now, the question is what would happen if there was a podcast? called the silver bonnet 
Chronicles, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, women, oh, the Women's Headwear Chronicles podcast. Right. And two women were talking about masculinity. What does it mean to be a man? Would anybody get nervous about that? No, of course not. Okay. Because men are the only ones not allowed to have an opinion. And I'm not sure if you're not wrong. Oh, I know I'm not wrong. I'm not even joking or exaggerating in any way, shape, or form. White men are the only people on earth who it is okay to be biased and bigoted towards. You can say anything bad or nightmarishly bad or comically bigoted about a white man and you will be applauded in today's modern America. You can we men are constantly being portrayed now as being stupid, as being backwards, as not understanding anything. But heaven forbid you show a black man doing that. White man, okay. Black man can't do it, right? Right. And God help you. God help you if the object, the person on screen has boobs and they're being portrayed as stupid. Which used to be all the rage a couple of decades ago. It, right. it, it doesn't make it doesn't make it right just because Correct. it was it was ubiquitous. Like you look at like um, uh, uh, Suzanne Summers on Three Company, Three's Company. Right. Beautiful woman, blonde. The bl- the ditzy blonde was a right. was a was a trope back then. Right. Doesn't make it right. It just was. And it's okay now to pick on men and call them stupid and portray them as having no actual value, but you can't do it to literally any other gender, any other person at all on earth except the white male. Now you and I can have a conversation about how we can be better men. Oh no no no! And no, people we can't. and people take offense to that. Right. That's that's exactly right. And it's it's frustrating to me because we weren't even talking about anything that would put anyone else down on that episode. Neither you nor I said anything that made anyone less. It was all about how do we get to feel better about ourselves for being something we have no control over. Yeah. In an era where you're empowered to want to not be a white male, so much so that we'll bend over backwards and redefine words to accommodate you for not wanting to be a white male. And who would want to be a white male in today's world? As I said before, we're the butt of every joke. We have no rights. No. We're the only race. We're, look at what happened with Johnny Depp at the Johnny Depp trial. A man's talking about how he was being abused by a woman, and a lot of people were standing up for the woman just because of the fact that, well, he's a man. He can't get abused. All right. Fair enough. He can't get abused. So he should defend himself then, right? Yeah. Well, no. He can't do that. You can't raise your hand to a woman. Well, I thought we were equal. If we're equal and you're doing something to physically hurt me, I have a right to defend myself from being physically hurt. Do I not? No, you don't. No, we're supposed to sit back and just fucking take it and let the world walk all over us and let people beat the shit out of us. And because we deserve it because of things that we never did that people who look like us did. And again, you put that in any other context, it's either sexist or racist but it's okay if you're a white male because you deserve it for something you didn't do one of the articles that we also talked about was the psychological war on masculinity by christine rosen yeah 
beginning of this article. If you are a psychiatrist concerned about the health and well-being of boys and men, there are many matters in which you turn your attention to. In the United States, these would include drug use, high suicide rates, educational achievement rates that lag far behind those of women, and the shortened life expectancy, just to name a few. But if you examine recently... But if you examined the recently issued American Psychological Association's guidelines for practitioners who treat men and boys, you would think that the main challenge facing men is masculinity itself. Masculinity, according to the report, is a particular constellation of standards that that have held sway over large segments of the population, including anti-femininity, achievement, the... I'm trying to, I can't pronounce this word, this word here. I think it's, it's the squall of the appearance of weakness and adventure, risk, and violence. In summary of the study of the APA's website, Stephanie Pappas writes of the guidelines 13 years in the making. They draw on more than 40 years of research showing that traditional masculinity is, a, is psychologically harmful and that socializing boys to suppress their emotions causes damage that echoes both inwardly and outwardly. Now, what what are the things... No, it doesn't. They're men. They deserve it. Wow, you really are bitter on this topic. I I do. (laughs) You are. I'm I'm just done. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm I'm seriously, I've, 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 I've reached the point where I've had enough. I'm a nice guy. I tend to let things roll off my back. I tend to let things point now where it's like i'm done you either want equality in which case if you hit me you're going to get hit back and it's not my fault that i hit harder because men and women are equal there's no difference between us right so therefore if you hit me i'm not physically stronger when i strike you back you can't have it both ways you can't say that men can't hit women because they have an unfair advantage and then want men in dresses to make be able to run against women and compete against women athletically. You can't have it both ways. I'm I'm done with the hypocrisies. I'm done with all of this namby pamby fucking pandering. Right. We need people to understand just because you fall outside of the norm, it doesn't mean we hate you, but it does mean you are outside of the normal, right? Yeah. There are strengths women have. There are strengths men have. They're different and that's okay. Not only is it okay, but it's actually a great way for the world to frickin' work. We've come a long way. We're not mis- – we're not – we don't hate women. We enjoy women. We right. celebrate the differences between men and women. But you can't do that because you can celebrate the power of women, but you can't also acknowledge the power of man. And that's one of the, the reasons why. Toxic ma- right. The phrase toxic masculinity and masculinity are the same thing. In the minds of a lot of people, anything masculine is toxic and it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Just because of the plumbing I have between my legs doesn't make me less of a person. It doesn't mean that I don't have feelings. It doesn't mean that I can't get hurt. It doesn't mean that you can't say something that's not going to hurt my feelings. But I grew up hearing man up. And you know what? That hasn't fucking changed. I can actually look back and remember when my phys ed teacher yelled at me to stop being such a pussy and no, i don't even i don't even have to look back on that my son was told that man up stop being a pussy oh no he's right he couldn't say pussy because pussy is an empowerment thing right 
But he can be told to be a man. Yeah. Be a man. Man up. Cowboy up. And it was just like, I mean, for me, sure, my feelings were hurt, but that made me dig down deep inside and, and, and try and prove the fact that I can do this. I can be a man. And at the same time, I, and this is awkward as, as hell for me because I specifically remember having conversations with my dad about this very topic and and i kind i i hear my father's words coming out of your mouth because he was tired of this bullshit back in the late 80s early 90s or throughout the 90s the difference between men he and i is that at that time he really had nothing to be tired of yet (laughs) it it was just it was just getting started but he did go through two ugly divorces right And whenever I said, I want to learn skills that every man should learn, I want to discover what it is to to be a real man. And that my mother discouraged that to some extent. Yeah. And at the age of 18, I didn't have some of the basic skills that all men should have. Does that mean that my mother is a bad person? I think that because as a single mom, she was trying to, quote, protect me. Right. From being a man, from From, being what you are, something you have no control over. Now, at the same time, the same women will complain about how men are useless. I am complaining about how too many men that I know are useless. They can't function. On the top of my head, I can name five men who don't have a career they don't have they don't have a job to and this is, but see and this is the thing they don't have a job they don't have a career they're not quote-unquote real men but you can't be a real man because if you're being a real man that's toxic that's a bad thing so wonder we're not all in fucking insane asylums <laughs> we're told to man up but not allowed to be men maybe maybe this is one of those instances where alex jones is right maybe this is a prison planet you know <laughs> Please don't ever say Alex Jones is right again. Okay. Damn, that guy's a fucking lunatic. He's insane. But anyway. And, but I also have to thank the people who saved us from talking about Alex Jones this week. Yes. Yes. Thank you for getting pissed off over nothing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because the thing is, is that I want to function in society on my own terms i want to be a man who is able to accomplish things like change a tire on the truck drive a truck load the truck with things that i need from home depot so i can build the deck in the back of the house i like to be able to build the deck in the patio i like working with wood and i like using power equipment actually accomplishing something and I had a friend or no, I have a friend, one of my best friends. I can't wait for you to meet him. He's mm-hmm. trans and he helped me build the two mini platforms that are used as steps to get on the patio. And this guy's like working my ass off. He's running circles around me because of his experience in construction and we, we hammered these things out in an afternoon in like less than three or four hours. Yeah. He is what it means to be a man. He can do something. He can accomplish tasks. And how, somehow that's looked down upon by, by certain 
people in our society. Whereas nothing gets done, but then they complain about how we're masculine men who accomplish things, that do things. Besides, like, load the dishwasher and, and, and the laundry. Because so many men I know that are our age and younger can't function. Yeah, but what, my, what I'm saying is I can't blame them for not functioning. You can't blame them for that. Because they've been They've had beating... society beating the fuck out of them any time they did something that was remotely masculine. That's toxic. Why? Because it involves power tools? Yes, that's toxic masculinity. How dare you actually want to do something for yourself? You're supposed to call an expert to take care of that. Well, what if I want to be that expert? Well, you've got to make sure you go to enough schooling and education for that. You know, my dad used to just fucking, he was willing to teach me how to do all this shit. Yeah, yeah, but your dad's not a professional. So we're emasculating the men in our society. Right. We're celebrating the feminine and not the masculine. And it's about time we start celebrating both. Both have value. Men have value. Women have value. A woman is not better than a man. A man is not better than a woman. They are different. They are, I mean, you can say a lot about gender roles and how those are constructs. Right. But the fact of the matter remains is that physically, genetically speaking, men are better at things than women. You can't compare them. And you can also look and see genetically, physically speaking, women are better at other things than men. That's called balance. Once upon a time, we cared about balance. Right. We don't seem to anymore. I'm sorry. I'm starting to rant. Shutting up. No, well, that's the point of having a podcast, Jay. I mean, it's a rant. It's a rant. <laughs> I actually, and I actually wrote notes for this. I actually wrote notes for this. I wrote notes too, but it's more like. <laughs> but I'm kind of notes. But but I also think that men of my father's generation, whereas there was a plague or an epidemic of parents. Men, fathers, just abandoning the women who carried and bore their children to go out and, and, and do whatever it is that they did. Yeah, but you got to remember, okay, so our parents are part of the baby boomer generation. Yeah. Why are they called the baby boomers? Let's walk through this logically. Why are they called the baby boomers? Because GIs came back from World War II and they were like ah. so busy making babies. Right. They were so happy to be alive. They celebrated it by being with the woman that they cared about. Right? Right. So now how do you measure up to that? How do you measure up to the fact that your father was on the beaches of Normandy? How do you measure up to that? How do you, how do you c compensate for your lack of masculinity? Well, you're the, you're the child, you're the child of the greatest generation. How do you compare? How do you measure yourself up? How do you look at yourself in the morning and say, my father should be proud of me when he was half my age, he was leading people into enemy fire and was afraid for his life every step of the way. Yeah. But he did it anyway. What have I done? That should make a man like that proud of me. Not much. There's no well, way you what can, can you do. You can't right. compete with that. Right. Well, and that's exactly it. Right. So they compensated by doing what I would say is accurately termed toxic masculine things. 
They were trying to be the Superman. They were trying to be more manly than people who were facing death from other men. They tried being more manly than that. And, of course, it was all hollow and all empty and had no right. real substance to it because how could it? How could it possibly have any it can't. substance to it? It can't. Right. That's exactly it, right? So did they go too far with it? Well, yeah. But at the same time, they kind of had no no other way of going about things. How, how could you compete with that? Seriously. Right. It, it, that's exactly right. And it's, you know, you, you look at, from that you look at Korea, right? A forgotten war. Right. We lost several thousand people in Korea. And the veterans who came back and survived were not celebrated like the their their fathers were or the older generation was when they came back from World War II. Yeah, Some of whom, by the way, served in both wars, served in both Korea and World War II. Yeah. You know? So then they come back and it's like no one wants to talk about war. There's there's we're tired of war. We don't want to talk about war. You know, war movies were on the decline. We didn't want to have it in our in in our imagination, in our, our, our popular thought. We didn't want to have any of that. We're done with war. War is bad. Then it people responded with the free love movement, right? Give peace a chance, right? All these people getting high, tuning in, dropping out. All that other kind of shit, right? Was what does that do to the psyche of the men of that generation? Well, now it's all about getting laid. It's all about chasing tail. Free love, right? Yeah, well, I guess. If I get more love than other people, that means I'm more of a man than other people are because I can't go around killing people. Right. That's bad. Oh, hi, Charlie Manson. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it, and it's fucked up, but that's, all of that bleeds into – the social consciousness and how men are viewed. When the women's right movement started, rights movement started taking taking effect, which is needed to happen. It needed to happen. We needed to equal things out between the genders. We act. We really, really did. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad it happened. And I'm right? not going to argue with that. I'm, I can't argue with the women's rights movement. I, ca I can't right. argue with that. That's, right. Are, are, not because you feel like you shouldn't, but because you literally have no problem with it. No, not at all. Right. Exactly. I'm saying that because some people are going to think that we do have a problem with it. So we have to remind them constantly because apparently people have now developed the memory skills of a gnat. Right. Oh, Which is exactly. why we got in trouble for talking about this last time. You know, but what is it? We had to redefine what masculine was, what it meant to be a man, what it meant to be an adult male in America, right? And then Vietnam happened. We got into Vietnam because of the French. That's not found in any textbook anywhere. They don't talk about it. Why? Because the French are something we should aspire to be, right? Because that's this well, is when no, socialism, the no, great socialism you. started taking effect, you know? When the intelligentsia in America started celebrating the people that their fathers fought against and tr died trying to stop, you know, the communists and the, the socialists like the Nazis, right? Well, the Nazis weren't real socialists. Bullshit. Yes, they were. If you still think that, read a fucking book. Look into fucking history. Find out what socialism really means, look, not what your college professor told you it means, and look into it. The Nazis were fucking socialists. You know? Yes. But then they, the intelligentsia started embracing that. And they started playing the long game. And they started 
brainwashing kids when we were in school. Did we learn about the Red Scare? Did you learn about the Red Scare when you were in school? You know what? As a matter of fact, I did. Because, but, but the thing is, is that I went to a school that was very unusual. I went, you know, Brattleboro Union High School was not the stereotypical school in Vermont. We learned a lot of dark shit. We learned about, you know, World War II. And we, we actually... And well, we, actually, we learned about World War II, but we didn't learn about it like... This is why we got involved in World War II. We didn't yeah. learn about it that way. We learned about World War II like this battle took place here and it had this effect on the war effort. Like what the f- yeah? I mean, I I find it shocking that it's yeah. 2022 and we're having this conversation and how history is being rewritten for political gain. Well, they're not. They're changing the definition of words. Might as well rewrite history too. Yeah. And it's it's painful to realize that it was I have two sons that my wife and I are raising and they're Mm -hmm. 20 and 18. And one of my kids, he's you set him to work on like clearing a field, doing outside masculine work. And he's Mm -hmm. amazing at it. The other kid whereas like if you have a computer problem, it's like I turn I turn to my son, my youngest son for computer problems now. That's and, a good thing. That's and, the way those things and are there's supposed no, to and, go. And there's nothing he can't fix when it comes to computers. There's nothing he can't fix. And he's smiling yeah. because he knows that I'm talking about him. I made a, I'm, I'm making a pretty good living because of computers. Yeah. He's an, he, he is. He, he's better at some things than I am. He, he, Which and is he, the natural progression of life. Our children should be better at some things than we are. There's things I'm better than my dad at. There's things that you're better at than your children. I mean, that's just that's, that's how life works. I've done things that my father never did and never could do. I've right. stayed I've stayed I've stayed married to the same woman for more than 20 years. That in and of itself is a huge accomplishment, you know, for right. fisk men. <laughs> you know, it's a it's right. a huge freaking accomplishment. But as as far as you've pretty much addressed the issue before I could even, you know, get the words out. We want to emulate the greatest generation as diesel punks, vintage aficionados, jazz era aficionados. And and it was just like somehow that's okay as an aesthetic, as a look, as a style. But when we say we want to be more masculine, the liberal intelligentsia loses their fucking minds. Right, because they've put so much time and effort trying to program everybody that anything masculine is bad. That's how we ended up with World War II, right? Robin Williams made a joke about it. You know, women should be in charge of the world because we would never have any more wars. Just every 28 days, a lot of intense negotiation, right? That's a line from a Robin Williams stand-up. Robin Williams live at the Met, right? It's amazing how you know that. (laughs) But this is how things get ingrained in us, right? Women should be in charge of the world, right? You know who does better in school? Women. Girls. Women. You know who do better in college? Women. Women. Do you know why? Because they're they, the tide has turned. Where it's just like men are now discouraged. When no, actually they've done studies on this. Women are who college is geared towards. 
women and men. Remember I said there's biology involved in this and women and men are different. Men learn things differently than women. The way our current school structure is built and designed is to cater to the way women learn, not men. Wow. And the way men learn is actively discouraged. That's craziness. It's it's the way of the world. It's the way it is right now. They've done studies on this. Some people have been beating the drum saying we are destroying our men in our world right now. Yes. Men view themselves as being disposable, not because of some sense of selfless nobility like it was ingrained in us back when you were able to be a gentleman, but because you have no value. Children my son's age, our our son's ages, who are male, are three times as likely to commit suicide as when we were that age. Three times as likely to commit suicide because, and they say it all the time and no one listens to them, which only perpetuates the system and perpetuates the problem, because they feel they have no worth. No one cares. And no one does. Who in society cares that Men are failing at life in huge, massive numbers. What have we done about it? Oh, look who won the, you know, the Oscars. Yeah. You know? What is Kim Kardashian wearing today? Exactly. What, what, what? Women are beautiful. Women are smart. Women can do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know you're, you're failing every single test we put in front of you because it's designed to cater to a different mindset than what you have naturally going on in your life. Don't you dare get angry, though, because that's toxic, toxic masculinity. Shouldn't you wear a dress? You should wear a dress. You should wear a dress. This that is, would be cool. You should wear a dress. Don't you want to not be a man? This Men is are a, evil. Sorry, go ahead. This is the perfect segue. I'm just I'm just waiting for background noise. This is, this is a perfect segue that brings up the title of the show, because the other aspect of toxic masculinity came from one of the other groups that I belong to life in Ringe uncensored, where people here in the town of Ringe say whatever they want to say about life in Ringe. And it's not censored by the other people who run the other life in Ringe group. And it gets it gets pretty wild and it gets pretty rowdy. Somebody, I'm just going to say he's from JC Foundations. I don't know if that's his real. He posted it. If he takes offense to me talking about this, look, dude, you you put this you put this out there, and he quoted Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 22. Men should not wear clothes that were made for women, and women should not dress in clothes. That were made for a man. This is abomination to God. Now, God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and he's got so many things on his plate, but he, he's worried about like like whether or not you're a transvestite. Right. And a big, huge conversation. He just evolved from this and it, and, it, and it got pretty nasty and people were tossing out. Well, what about what about what Deuteronomy says about tattoos? Tattoos are also an abomination. No, do you have do you, cool. do you have ta- do you have a tattoo? Well, apparently, yes, I, I guess he does. Well, that's an abomination to to God. What are you going to do about that? Oh no, no, I'm just talking about Deuteronomy 22. And I was like, and and it's like I tried to corner this guy because I've spent more than 25 years online having conversations 
about menswear and men's fashion. How can men dress more like men? And what is it about menswear from different eras or different decades that is so alluring? What is it about wearing nice shoes, a decent suit, and a fine fedora? What is it about that that feels so good? What is it about a fedora that goes with everything? What is it about a fedora that goes with nothing at all? If, if you know what I mean, Jay. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hold on a second. Let me take another sip of my scotch and soda here. <laughs> Damn, I missed the Kraken. Anyway. Uh, I can hear the bottle of Kraken. Jay, drink me. Drink me, Jay. I want you How inside me. How could you me. do this to me? Jay, why are you <laughs> neglecting me? So... And, and, and on the show page, we have a picture of Diane Keaton from Annie Hall dressed in. And by the way, it turns out that's what that, those were her own clothes. Just do a search, Diane Keaton, Annie Hall, and you'll see what I mean. She's dressed in, in a fedora, a dress shirt, a tie, a vest and baggy pants. And I guess those are women's shoes. I don't know. I'm not an expert on women's shoes. Or not that I'll admit on the podcast. Yeah. And she's attractive as hell. Or at least she was back then. So I asked JC Foundations. Like, what do you... What what what, what do you mean by a man should not... You know, a man should dress as a like a man. Let's get to that first. What are masculine clothes, in your opinion? And you'll notice how I, I phrased it, in your opinion. Right. Right? And it's like, oh, it's, it's, it, it, if you don't know, you're not a real man. Well, you know what? If you're not willing to state something like that and then state your opinion afterwards, saying what you can define it as, you're not a real man either. In fact, you're not even a human fucking being. You're <laughs> so afraid of being called out on actually identifying something as being masculine that you're afraid to, you know, slap it out there and let's see what it let's see what you got. So this is this is where the vermin of Deuteronomy comes in. Where it says, I know the answer. I just want to know if Mr. Deuteronomy 22 knows what is masculine wear. What clothes should a man wear in your opinion? Let's nail this down. He replied, shirt and pants. And I said, no, but, but now wait a minute. So now women shouldn't wear shirts? I can get behind that. I'm totally, well, there are some women, Jay, that I think you want to see dressed. Just just take my word for it. Yeah, but there's enough I don't that I'd be willing to accept that All as right. a punishment. Okay. All right. Now, what about pants and shirts that are specifically designed for women? Or should pants not be designed for women? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Then he deleted the conversation. Jesus. Okay. Now, I have been having this conversation since as far back as perhaps maybe 1983. And the word gay and faggot was tossed around by men or boys my age because I dressed differently. I dressed as a man was supposed to dress a couple of decades earlier because I like to wear the dress shoes and the slacks and the dress shirt, a tie and a fedora to bring the whole thing together. 
I used to go to Sam's Army and Navy, and they had a surplus department, and they had old surplus uniforms. I used to wear the twill pants and the military dress shirt, the button-down shirt with the epaulets. Yep. Okay? And, and, and the combat boots or whatever shoes that I was wearing at the time. How is that, quote, gay? Because it wasn't like everybody else, what everybody else was wearing at the time. Oh, no, 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 no. The reason why it was gay is because you cared about your appearance. I, I can, I, yeah, okay, I guess guilty is charged. I mean. Yeah, but that's, again, that was one way of getting men to not care about being men. Women were being more emphasized by their appearances, right? Like when you described Diane Keaton in Annie Hall, you said she looked great. Yeah. Right? We apply value to women based on their appearance, which is apparently a toxic masculine thing. However, we shouldn't not do it either. So yay for consistency. But men, we don't care about what a man looks like, you know? And women will bitch about that all the time. And they'll say, you know, Oh, a man can have gray hair and a woman can't. Okay, that's fine. But who are the people that bitch about a woman who has gray hair? Other women more than men. Yeah. You know, there's actually a trend now where young girls are dyeing their hair gray and mature women are letting their hair go gray because when done right, quote unquote, it looks pretty damn sexy, right? Yeah. But again, it's all about men shouldn't care about their appearance if you care about your appearance then that's not right that but that makes no sense i'm not saying it makes sense i'm saying this is how we got to where we are it's psychotic yes it's it's psychotic and it was yes. just like and be and he, here's the other thing that i wanted to address when i ask other people how should a man dress? People lose their shit. How how should a man dress for certain occasions? Because apparently in this era of reckless free-for-all, you're only supposed to like wear a t-shirt, sweatshirt, shorts, athletic, athletic pants or sweatpants and sneakers. Yep. And it's like, I, you know, when my mother-in-law died. So you can have a slovenly appearance. It's like everybody seems to be dressed as if like they're homeless people leaving the gym. And, and I'm going to be vilified for making that observation. I want to dress decently. And somehow, like, that's not allowed. That's, no. that's socially unacceptable for wanting to dress appropriately. Because if you look good. People will treat you better, so you're supposed to be a slob so everyone can look down on you because you have no pride in yourself. This is the social engineering that has been permeated, started in our generation, is now being continued with our children. And it is social engineering, and it's done intentionally. You shouldn't care about your appearance because then – you might get uppity thoughts. It's crazy. You might start thinking you deserve to look nice. The only time you should look nice is if your woman wants you to look nice. And she should be the one that dresses you. 
because you don't know enough to know what looks good on you. You're the woman who you belong to should knows what looks good on you and dresses you appropriately. You see how that works? It's craziness. A hundred years ago, it was the opposite. Men were dressing the women and dictating what women wore. Now women are doing the same thing to men. Pendulum swung, man. Pendulum has swung. And nobody seems to think that there's anything wrong with this, except for those of us in these men's style forums. Well, and even then, you're not allowed to seriously talk about it. You can't be taken seriously by anyone else if you talk about it. We can within the realm well, yeah, because of these you're groups. allowed your little corner of the internet where you're harmless and you're not going to actually do anything, right? Because, again, got to watch those uppity thoughts, man. That's craziness. Oh, of course it is. But that's what they need. That's what they want. They don't want you feeling good about yourself. You've got to be willing to accept submission towards the women who know better so that they can dress you properly because you, you, you can't be burdened with that responsibility. You don't know. You just don't know. But here's the problem. I do. I mean, granted, I well, will. I will ask. You got to get with the program, man. You ain't allowed. Maybe, maybe I don't want to be, you know, a part of the program. How dare you? You're getting them uppity thoughts. I warned you about that. And maybe that's my dilemma. Seriously, maybe, maybe, maybe that's my dilemma because I'm not really happy with the state of the world, the state of society right now. I'm really not. Okay. So what do we do? I, maybe we're done. Maybe we're done as a society. Well, we had 200 years. That's a, that's no, no. I mean, I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about the United States. I'm talking about the rest of the world here. I'm talking about the rest of the Western world. No, that's only a problem in the United States. Don't you understand? No, because I've had this conversation with people from elsewhere around the world, and it's like they've oh, noticed the same thing. they're lying to you. Only the United States has problems with anything. I know that you're being facetious. Yes. Yes, I am. You are being facetious. I, I because, live in a state of facetiousness. <laughs> but here's but but here's the problem. Women complain about men who are slobs and don't dress nice, but then will complain if men spend too much time focused on dressing nice. Right, because it's the woman who's supposed to tell the man what to wear. That's the way that society's been programmed. Think about all the television shows you saw as a kid growing up. How many times did you see the husband putting his tie on, looking in the mirror, putting his tie on, get frustrated, and then the wife come over, turn him by the shoulder, and then tie his tie neatly for him? Oh, my God. I can't, I can't count the, the, the times I've seen that. Right. Right. I think, that, I think that one of the reasons why men are so angry and frustrated is because of this paradox and at the same time this is why people get so nervous when we talk about masculinity yeah because we are talking about some truly forbidden topics here subjects right because again you're not supposed to look behind the curtain man that's exactly what we're doing in this episode exactly whereas you gotta stay in your lane it's, it's like from one extreme, I had people who are are radical Christian fundamentalists, the people as far to the right as you could possibly get here in the United States, mm. talking to me 
about the idolatry of dressing nicely. Like somehow wanting to dress nicely is a form of idolatry. Dressing like it's still 1935 is somehow a form of idolatry. And I shouldn't do it. And they'll quote like biblical verses that have been twisted to make that point. And then I but have they be, won't say shit to a woman who's wearing a nice dress. No, well, no, no. Ex- especially if and they won't even say it. They won't even say anything to a woman who's wearing, say, a pantsuit. Ex- exactly. Yeah, because women can do that. Wh- Again, it's all part of the program. And 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 on the far left, I take flack for people who complain about me d- dressing too masculinely. What I love about it is that it's a moving target. You're never going to be right by intent. It's like someone accuses you of racism. There's nothing you can say to prove you're not racist. If someone accuses you of misogyny, there's nothing you can say to disprove that you're a misogynist. That's why they go to those words. That's why they go to that there's argument. There's no defense for it. There's no defense for it, which is why I always point out that they're a misandrist. You just hate men. Do you say that you know, to other men? Do you say that to other men who behave like this? If they're acting like that, yes, I do. Because I'm done playing the game. You want to be an asshole? I can be an asshole, too. I went to the same class of assholeness that everyone else did when we were in high school. You know, Jim. <laughs> yes. Fizz in. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, it's it's so patently ridiculous. You know, I... Several years ago, on my 25th uh, high school reunion, this guy who – I guess he thought of himself as my high school bully. I didn't really care about his opinion, so he never intimidated me, but whatever. He bumped into me at he, – he was playing pool, and he bumped into me, and he turned around, and he looked at me and – well, my ex-wife, and he said, excuse me, and he looked at me in particular, ladies. And I said, you know, great thing about you is you peaked – in high school <laughs> yeah. and you think that's a good thing and he didn't even realize it was an insult which i thought was pitiful i mean that was a good insult and he didn't even have the courtesy to realize i'd insulted him. i know you just wasted a good insult damn it i should have used you? it on someone that mattered but anyway yeah, how dare you and it's like but that's just but that's just it though that's it's a it's everything is a moving target now and i'm done playing with that game i'm done with it if you're going to call me a name, I'm going to call you a name. We'll devolve into te- little toddlers sucking our thumbs and holding our breaths. Yeah. Because now they don't want to have conversations. Have you noticed that lately? No. You're not allowed to have conversations anymore. You can't you can't be friends with someone with whom you disagree. Have you noticed that? No. I see a lot of questions on Quora about how could Samuel Alito and – Ruth Bader Ginsburg be such good friends when they disagreed with each other? The answer is because they're they're fucking adults. Adults have friends with whom they disagree. And you know what? (gasps) It doesn't matter. It's like people being offended. I can't believe you just offended me. I can't believe you said you're offended. Who gives a shit? Nobody. nobody. I'm sorry. Let me me pick up your right arm off the floor because that's what happens when you get offended. Oh, that's right. Nothing happened to you when you got offended. Except for maybe your blood pressure and your body temperature rose a little. That's their choice, not mine. I've been rereading some books that I read a long time ago. I'm rereading Walden 
and, and, and talking about this specific topic about being offended. Mm-hmm. Whereas you choose your emotions. Yep. You choose how you feel and how you're going to react. Yep. You choose. You made the choice to be offended. You chose to take issue with something that I had said. You, you made the choice to be offended merely by the title of the episode of the podcast without realizing that we took Sam Elliott to task for criticizing Power of the Dog because I don't think he actually sat through the entire thing. Some right. of, if, if you see the movie in the entire context, you'll understand why certain things happened the way that they did and that this was, an, this, this was based on a true story. We take on bullies. We point out bullying. And it was just like, I've reached the point in my life. Whereas is like, look, if it, I can't be bothered, worried about how other people dress. I can't be worried too much about how people behave. So long as it doesn't affect me and they're not breaking any laws and they're not disturbing the peace. I can't be bothered with that. Well, and that's, that's where people being offended gets me so riled up you know some the i swear to god the next person who tells me that i offended them i'm going to be like oh so you're a tyrant because you want me to change my behavior because of a choice you made you're trying to put me on in the wrong put me on the defensive because you decided you can't tolerate hearing some things well welcome to america where we celebrate the first amendment and the freedom of speech yeah and if you want to hit me i'll hit you back words have consequences and so do actions you're choosing to be offended means you want to impose something upon me and I'm not going to stand for it because you don't matter. Your opinion of what I said does not matter enough to me by virtue of the fact that you chose to try and impose your will upon me. That those are the actions of a tyrant. Yeah, that's tyranny. It is. It's a form of tyranny. It certainly is. How dare you try and control my thoughts and control my speech? Who the fuck do you think you are? And with that said, I'm going to just wrap things up and help my wife finish her laundry. <laughs> okay. Like a like a like, like a, a good man. <laughs> like a like a true feminized man. Because no, that's that's what a husband does. A husband, what a good masculine man does. Right. Is he does he he performs tasks, he does things around the house without his wife nagging him a thousand times. Right. A masculine man can hang up a light fixture, not because, oh, it's like I'm going to get a reward, but no, because it needs to get done. A masculine man will finish the deck that he built outside. A masculine man will help take care of the children. A masculine man can care for a child without getting in touch with their feminine side. I don't have a feminine side. If I did, I'd be touching it all day. And my wife would say, if you don't stop that, I'm going to leave you and you're going to go blind. Okay. You can be a caring adult and still be masculine. You can be masculine and care for things like the environment. Because it takes a real man to plant a tree, a full grown tree. And I'll post the pictures to prove it. It takes a real man to care about the world he lives in. And gets engaged with the environment, society. And one of the things is like I wanted to talk about is like if we want to save civilization, sometimes we have to turn the technology off and actually have real conversations with flesh and blood people. And not only that, but we have to have the difficult conversations, too. We have to talk about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. 
And if you have a problem identifying what a man is and what a woman is, that's more reason why we need to talk about it. Because how are you supposed to impose upon someone else what their idea of masculinity and femininity is when you can't define it yourself? And that's that's what concerns me. That's why I think that our society is is headed towards no, a fucked. crash. We're fucked. We're fucked because the thing is, is like if we don't have masculine men to do things like, you know, work in industry, society is going to collapse. Society is going to crash. We're already watching our infrastructure crumble. We need masculine men to repair the infrastructure without them. And I don't mean to quote what is it? James Patterson. Whoever it is, whoever it is, because our society is in trouble without masculine men and feminine women. And that, yes, there there, there are choices. You can choose to be one or the other. But let's not let's not be assholes. And mock people for making these choices. Speaking about making choices, it's 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. This is probably the second best time I have had so far this week, Jay. Ah, so I had a good time, too, man. All right. Uh, So I want to reconnect with you. Maybe we might do another recording later this week. I want to talk about Alex Jones. Oh, boy. And the horrible damage that he has done to conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists. And we do have to fulfill a promise about talking about um, what's going on in the realm of of archaeology thanks to all of these droughts i think we should we should make a plan to talk about that because carol is heading to new jersey this weekend and i'm gonna have plenty of time to do whatever the fuck i want (laughs) i'm not gonna be around this weekend i know you told me that but i'm gonna have plenty of time to edit some of our podcasts oh i see i see what you're saying i see what you're saying yeah i'm slow but i'm stupid too okay i'll talk to you later then all right have a good one dude good night jay Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, Chronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, And for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret, by all of music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your
Fedora Zone.